This is a Kirkendall Barrett presentation, darling. <laughs> Dad is dead. There is a dog. You bought strawberries. <laughs> Who do you think you are? You buy homemade bread? What are you, chewing on? What makes him happy? Uh, Not being in this movie? Not being in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> a lifetime of Hallmark. Well, hello, everybody. It is your favorite day of the week. It is time for another episode of A Lifetime of Hallmark, where we talk about your favorite movies on both Lifetime and the Hallmark Channel and try to make sense of them. I am Les Kirkendall Barrett. Hello, Jason Bowers. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett. And hello, Kirk Fitzpatrick. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett, and hello, Jason Bowers. And we are in the thick of it, our tax season. So we're watching Christmas movies up to the yin-yang. And I'm really mad at this movie because this movie yeah. has sucked me in. So we have to watch the fucking second one now. And this is your well, fault. You picked it. <laughs> I, and I picked it. Yeah. Speak for yourself. I could take it or leave it. Yeah. We, Even though <laughs> it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Actually, like, I didn't mind it. Well, I when you when you said that this movie pissed you off, I didn't think it was the fact that we're sucked in for a second one. So we watched a, a Hallmark movie called Sister Swap, A Hometown Holiday. And as we'll get into, there is another Sister Swap movie this coming weekend featuring the same two sisters. And it's the same timeline of this movie, but told from the other sister's point of view. And the second one actually, because I didn't mind this one, but the second one actually looks better. Well, because it's set in the city. Yeah, it, like it, it, it looks, it looks more fun. The second one. Yeah. Now this is like that play. It's a play called Town and Country. I think I'm correct. Oh wait, this is from 1807. Oh. By the way, there's a play where it might be that one, where um, people go to the play, and there's two stages. And there's like two audiences. So the, so the actors are acting, the, the actors are acting in two plays at the same time. So it's kind of like a that. Lot of work. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I would do that. I think that's, that's, that's a cool very idea. difficult. I'd be well, very, it'd be, it'd be difficult, it's difficult to get, <laughs> to get people to see your one show. You got, you got to fill, fill two audiences. Right. So, <laughs> um, but that's kind of like what this is like, I think, right? There's two different stories happening in the same time. Yeah. And then like every now and then there'd be like a phone call. Yeah. And then you so you so we know after after watching this one, we know what's going on in the other one Broadly, because of the yeah. phone calls and stuff. Yeah. So we know what's happening. Yeah. But oh, the and, reason I, I I thought you were going to say what pissed you off was that the premise of this movie and the next movie, w w you were pissed because it wasn't some sort of like body switch movie. I am. No, I'm pissed because it wasn't twins. No, yeah. That really didn't happen, yeah. Oh, no. I, I, I'm I sticking to that. I am side-eyeing this movie because when you have Switch in your movie title, it better be about twins switching places. Yeah. Well, to be fair, uh, the movie is called Sister Swap, and they are sisters in real life. No, oh, no, it's true, because one of them is the one from Father of the Bride. Yeah, Ashley, right. it's uh, Kimberly Williams Paisley, who's the one from Father of the Bride, and her sister, <laughs> Ashley Williams. And she's married to the hot Brad Paisley. Yeah. The country singer. Mm -hmm. So that I know. Yeah, I didn't know there were sisters until the uh, end of the movie. Well, they look alike. 
they look, you know, they, they look, they look and have the same look, last name. Different. Yeah, but I didn't see that. I, I missed the opening opening credits. They look a lot different. I don't know. I even looked it up. I was curious if they had the same if they were half sisters, but no, they were they are full on sisters. Oh, I thought they looked like one, actual one's sisters. much younger than the other. The one's like seven years younger, like eight years younger. And and like I said, it's like I didn't I didn't mind it. It wasn't the movie wasn't bad. It was it wasn't bad no, at all. It was not. Because we've, you know, we've seen some clunkers this year. It was not a clunker. But, you know, there was no twins. There, there was no time travel because you know how, like, now that yeah. Hallmark has embarked on time travel, that kind of wrecked me. Because, well, let's go you know, yeah. I need to see time travel now. But, you know. Speaking of time travel... Do we have any black China news? China. China. I'm talking China. The Black China Report. Here's Kurt Fitzpatrick. This has been all over the news. There's huge black China news. Uh, Now, this is, I'm reading this off of page six, but this is from many different news outlets. Uh, Sacramento police are investigating black China after she allegedly threatened a woman and wouldn't allow her to leave her hotel room. Oh. The, the former Robin what? China reality star invited a group of people back to her room at the Sheraton Grand Hotel where the party got out of control and allegedly resulted in China verbally attacking a woman, the Sun reported. Everyone was enjoying themselves. The drinks were flowing and the energy in the suite was real good, attendee Ron Knighton told the publication and provided video footage of the incident, which I, <laughs> Fitzpatrick, have watched. Anyway, he says, suddenly, out of nowhere, China just yelled at my friend to shut the fuck up or she'd beat both our asses. Because the vibe of the party changed, <laughs> Knighton and his female friend decided to leave. But it's a bad vibe. <laughs> But China allegedly had other plans. The vibe immediately changed, so at that point, we thought it was best to leave, Knight explained. But when I went to walk out, she shut the door behind me and kept my friend in the room. Despite the friends crying and shouting, uh, China allegedly refused to let her leave for 20 minutes when she eventually set her free, but yelled at them to stay in the hall. We aren't staying anywhere. We are leaving. You crazy. No, I'm sorry. You crazy? I missed the uh, question mark. Knighton can be heard in the video. Okay. As Knighton and his crying friend enter the elevator, he reassures her. It's not your fault. She's high on cocaine and crazy. The video does not indicate whether any drug use took place. Uh, the Sacramento Police Department told Page Six on Thursday that it was made aware of the disturbance at the hotel on November 29th that occurred around 3 a.m. on two days prior on uh, November 27th. A dispute between two parties occurred, and the incident was resolved at the scene by the individuals involved. No injuries were reported, a spokesperson said in a statement. The department is actively investigating the circumstances surrounding the incident, and the investigation remains active. China's attorney, here she comes again, Lin Siani, denied any wrongdoing on China's part in a statement to page six. The story is false. The latest false accusation of criminal conduct is just the most recent in the long line of false accusations against black China. Siani's statement began, we are hopeful that one day people will stop falsely accusing black China of criminal conduct. Until that day, we will continue to disprove these false allegations to law enforcement and in the courtroom if necessary. Okay, I'm team Black China on this because there's big, there are a lot of holes in this story. Such as? Okay, I did watch the video. I did watch the video. I could not not see Black China in the video. It's like this woman just like kind of runs out 
She looks. She's a mess. Here's <laughs> a woman. The China or the woman? The, uh, you don't see. You don't really see black China. This, this woman runs out. She's wearing this like a sh- super short skirt just uh-huh. to get, have an image, and she's just crying in a mess. And 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 then the guy like walks over the hallway. She's, I she. I guess she didn't mind that she was being filmed the whole time. And then uh-huh. just an elevator, and she's like on the ground crying. And but I never actually see black China in it. Like I, I didn't see her. But so the big hole in the story is, see, there's there's something that he's leaving out because it went from we were just having a good time to Black China like put us in a room. The vibe changed. Yeah, and the vibe changed. What kind? So did they say what kind happened? of party this was? Yeah, it was a kidnapping party. Well, <laughs> no, <I don't. laughs> what kind of party? It was a. <laughs> It was a I mean, was it like a no, birthday party? It was. was it like an after party? Was it because this is Thanksgiving week? Right. Was it a, it was a, a Thanksgiving party? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. A white elephant party. See, there's, there are big holes in the story, though, because, it, you know, it, it literally went from with the vibe changed and then we were closed in a room and black china's yelling at us what did yeah. you do for black china to yell at you i don't know they don't they don't say that but boy there's a but the headline in uprocks is black china allegedly holds a woman hostage at hotel party really depends on like see like did the woman it. steal something from black china did she uprocks, see the the antenna know? went up for me when they, you know, Black China started screaming at people, and the and they were like, "Oh, this is let's get out of here. We don't like this vibe." Like if I were at a party and Black China just started uncontrollably yelling at people, I'd want to stay and see how it unfolded. Yeah, I like that vibe change. And another thing, because okay, so we know enough about Black China uh, from the stories to know that if she was screaming, she'd be like, "Get the fuck out! Get out! Get out! Get out!" Not get in my room. I'm gonna like, and you can't leave. That's what's Man. missing. Twitter's going crazy. It's, uh, they have all kinds oh, of. What are they saying about? Oh, man, black. Um, well, uh, hormone monstrous on Twitter says hormone um, monstrous. Says, she says <laughs> she says I'm always so weary of white white women tears. Low key. I don't know it's low key. Like, what exactly did Black China do that had her acting so traumatized? Because exactly. from what I've gathered, China was trying to stop her from leaving the party drunk. Hmm. See, I yeah. agree with Hormone. Well, like, Hormone Monstrous, yeah. She's, she's, a, she's a good source. I believe that's a reference to the show Big Mouth. Oh, is it? Right. Uh, Maya Rudolph plays a character in there called the Hormone Monster. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> or she might be the Monstrous. I forget. But yeah, she... That's on that show. Okay. Well, okay. I'm I'm chi- I'm Team China on this because there's it's just too ambiguous. I appreciate that it happened. I have to. I always have to find Black China news. I found this. This is a gold mine. And it's on page six. Oh, it's everywhere. That's pretty big if it's on page six. <laughs> I love page six. But um, that was the most. That was the article that was most concise. Yeah. Some of these went on and on. Right. I wonder what she was wearing, Black China. Uh, some of the other articles did have some pictures, but I don't think they were pictures from that evening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they would have described think- it in detail had she been wearing a, a special outfit. Yeah. 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 
Because you know Black China likes outfits. Yeah. You know, I watching the video, I would have to say that look, I wasn't there. But I don't why, why weren't you one hundred percent buy. Imagine if I was there, I'd be awesome. Oh, because Kurt, if you were there, we'd Man. have like an exclusive I'd still like, be there. We would, would do a leave. live episode uh, of a lifetime of Hallmark right then and there. She'd right? kidnap me and I'd be like, Yeah, that's okay. I'd encourage her to kidnap me as long as if I get some food out of it, just get to hang out there. That's a vacation. I, I would, I would um, want to see you like barging into the room, say, "Clear a path." We're doing a live episode of a lifetime of Hallmark right now. Bring, right, bring me cupcakes and some podcasting gear. Right, I yeah, I'd hang, I'd handcuff myself to the boiler. <laughs> <laughs> I'd do the work. For her in terms of handcuff. Uh, of course, she might leave. That's a problem. Um, but no, no, I don't completely buy the woman was sincerely crying. You know, I, it, uh-huh. it looked, looked like it could have been some kind of act. She was kind of covering her face. Like, oh. Because, yeah. and that's the thing, because normally in stories like this, they'd be like, well, Black China is accusing her of blah, 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 blah. So the fact that they're making it sound like Black China just started yelling out of nowhere because the vibe change. That's what's missing is the big detail. Yeah. Why did the vibe change? Yeah, I, I, I don't listen. I don't know, but I, I don't. I believe that. Uh, I think Black China is innocent here. Do you think that the vibe changed opinion. because everyone at this party got wind of the fact that Wendy Williams is still not going to be returning to her show until at least February? I know, right? I, I'm very at this point. Okay, you know. Okay, you know. I love Wendy. You know, I love Wendy, right? But at this point, I'm kind of like, Wendy, why bother? Especially since Sherry Shepard, when she's on it, gets better ratings than Wendy Williams when she's on her own show. This is what I think is happening at this point because it's so late into the season now that she's missing the show. Like, Wendy Williams hasn't hosted her talk show at all this current season. They've been using guest shows. She's she's kind of a workaholic, too. Like, it's got to be... Driving her crazy sitting at home. But so what I, what I think is going on is her, her health is at a point where she knows she's not going to be able to return. But the uh, producers behind her show, not not like the, the day-to-day people on, on set, but like the, uh, the production company, they've sold this show into syndication through this year. And the stations don't want to they don't want to lose that time slot on the station. So I think right. they're keeping Wendy's news closer to the vest than they probably right. nor- normally would. I think mm-hmm. they're just riding out the season. Then season then they're going to announce that Wendy is, uh, is unable to come back, but Hey, we've got this great replacement in Sherry Shepard. Sherry Shepard. Yeah. Because, she, she, because this is who's doing really well. Sherry Shepard is doing very well. And Leah Remini mm-hmm. is doing hosts, very well. She hosts that show too. Yeah. So it, it alternates between a bunch of people, but the most popular ones are Sherry Shepard and Leah Remini and Michelle yeah. Visage from RuPaul's This Dragons. is reminiscent of the 80s when uh, Joan Rivers left the show and they kept doing replacements. They're all different kinds of people hosted. And they finally got, they settled on Arsenio. Arsenio. And, and then, and then ooh, Arsenio ooh, 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 yeah. was like, well, I can't take the job permanently because since while I was temporary, I signed this deal with Paramount to do my own show. So see ya. Well, that right. was the end of that show. Yeah, yeah. Because didn't they for a while they replay? Because it was going to be Arsenio, and then it was what was his name? Ross something. Com- it was Ross something. Ross. And then a Latin comment. Oh yeah, because it was Ross well, something. Rodriguez had 
Paul Rodriguez was over Paul Rodriguez. It's Paul Rodriguez. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. But yeah, I, I think Rodriguez. a lot of people hosted, hosted that show. Yeah. But that, they they yeah. did. I mean, they they're, that's what they're doing with Jeopardy right now. That's what they did the, with the Late Show before James Corden came in. I mean, this whole like let's have a guest host is it's a way to fill time. Yeah, but that's the, that's the thing. The the Wendy guest hosts are acting like you know because Sherry Shepard is really good and and really a remedy is really well, good. Well, in the case of both of them, they both hosted a our co-hosted a daily talk show with a lot of moving parts. So they've kind of already done the gig before. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Did Lee Remini have a talk show? I know she, she did. Was she was on the talk. She was on the talk. Lee Remini was on the talk? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. First season. I didn't know that. First it was you, I think, Holly wasn't Robinson. it? Okay. But that's the one with Sarah Gilbert, right? Sarah Gilbert right. was on that. She left a few years ago, uh, okay. but she Sh- created it. Sherrod Osborne yeah. got canceled. Julie Chen left when Les Moonves was added as being a creep. Uh-huh. Okay. So, and now Jerry O'Connell is on it. Yeah, they're, yeah. Like, they have a male... They have two ho- male co-hosts ho- oh. on that show now. Because who's the other one? It was Jerry O'Connell. Uh, some, like, sportscaster or something. Jerry O'Connell, who I've met personally, who I really like. He's, like, a nice person. Oh, he's... I really I, like I've met Jerry a few times. Well, so I've... Uh, was in an improv class with Jerry and his brother Charlie O'Connor. Oh, Charlie! I know Charlie from, too from The Bachelor. Uh, yeah, I, was, I know Charlie I, too. Yeah, I took an improv class with both of them, like for a minute, and then they both just like disappeared because they were working. And then I worked with Jerry on that show where Jim Belushi was a dick to me. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. What was the name of that? Was that the the Defenders? The Defenders. Yeah. Called? <laughs> I still will get random residual checks. I don't know where in the world that show is airing that I'm getting residuals, but every now and then I'll get a check from that show. Like a quarter? Yeah, because it was <laughs> I literally had like two lines on this show and it was like twelve years ago. <laughs> or like oh, eighteen still. like do you get like eighteen cents or something? <laughs> no, it literally will be like two cents. It it costs more to mail me the check than it does to actually uh, you know, give me money. That's funny. That's funny. Uh, hey, so we, we were going to talk about that live Facts of Life show. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I saw it. Yeah, li- watched, live in like front I'm of a studio cost. audience. Usually I'm not current, but I did watch it. I, and I watched half of the different strokes one. Why did you only watch half of that? Because I actually yeah. felt, I felt they did a better job with that than they did the Facts of Life. Because I didn't have time. I'm watch. I don't have a lot of time to watch shows. And I finally started watching Only Murders in the Building mm-hmm. on Hulu. I really like that mm-hmm. show. It's good. So I, I, I had to stop the fact of the different stroke show. So I had time to watch an episode of the Only Murders show before I went to bed. That's what happened. That's what happened last night. Wow. I, I like how Catherine Hahn is like all of a sudden, like, it's like, this is her is she, time. Was she Joe Polachek? Yeah, she played yeah. Joe. Yeah. I thought she was really good. She was, yeah, she really, she nailed that role. And Jennifer Aniston is just, just Jennifer Aniston. I, 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 lo- I love Jennifer, I Jennifer Aniston. I will say of all of the people across both shows, she seemed the most out <clears throat> of place because Jennifer did, Aniston, yeah. it's hard for her to disappear into any, any character that isn't Jennifer Aniston in a way. And, 
So it, 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 she just, it was disjointed seeing her with the rest. Everyone else I felt like kind of just slipped into their roles and it was really fun to watch like a grown Kevin Hart playing Arnold in his like pajamas yeah. running around the living room. I, right. I find Jennifer Aniston hotter these days. I, I've never been oh, yeah. a fan of hers. And I don't, I still don't, even in that show, like she's fine. She's, you know, but, but I don't know. She's, she's hot. There was some spread in Vanity Fair or something like that she did recently. It was yeah. like, because she's a grown ass woman. I, was, yeah. I like she's, these grown ass women. She's a very sexy, confident woman. Now, yes. what do you think? Okay, so. It seems like part of the joke of the, the these live shows. This is the first one I've really, really sat down and watched. It's part of the joke is that it is miscast. You know, people mm, are like, obviously, like, like. Well, I wouldn't say but, that's but the, the joke. I would. And Dal, she could have been Mrs. Garrett. She I, was. She was perfect. I, I don't think they're this this particular one. They were going for a bit of a joke by casting like fully grown adults as these kids, but I don't think it had. Ben, casting had been a joke in the previous ones. I thought they were trying to be really earnest and like, who would be good to play this role now? Because um, because the Jeffersons, it was Jamie Foxx as George Jefferson, and it mm-hmm. was like not bad. Like it wasn't the Jeffersons right. one wasn't miscast. I don't right. think. Yeah, I saw a little of all the family one. Then it was a uh, Woody Harrelson, mm-hmm. Marissa and, Tomei, who was great as Tomei. Yeah. And, and my favorite part of the whole thing was when Jennifer Hudson was singing Moving On Up. Yeah. And how about that Lisa Welsh? Lisa Welsh, yes. yeah. She looked amazing. And the Mindy Cohen. And where was uh, Joe Polachek, Nancy McKeon? I was she thinking, did she die? But she's her still around, but she sits this stuff out. Like, every time they do, like, some sort of reunion thing, like, she's rarely ever there. I just think yeah. she's like, yeah, that been there, done that. I mean, yeah, her, I think she's like Eve Plum. She's, like, done. Her... Brother passed away. Remember, he was on Alice. Oh, I didn't know oh that. Tommy. I didn't yeah, know he Phil, died. Philip McKeon, right? Yeah, yeah. Philip McKeon. He passed away, but she's still around, and she she's still in things, right? She's still in. Yeah, but you know how, yeah. like, with the Brady Bunch stuff, like Eve Plum is like, okay, thanks, but no thanks. She was I for a while. Like she's kind of come full circle and realizes, like, oh, there's a financial upside to doing this stuff, and I could sell my own products based on trading off that name. Okay, I'll do it now. Right. Yeah, yeah, I've talked about my ad- admiration for the, the the career of Eve Plum before. She does different things. What, what Nancy McKeon, say that phrase again because that's just things. funny. She was in like she was in Grease Live playing a role. She was in some like a she's in like indie films. She, she does cool stuff. Now Nancy McKeon was in two TV movies with Michael J. Fox, High School USA, and Poison Ivy. Because they were dating. Yeah, they were dating at the time. I think I did know that. Yeah, they were dating. So you know. And all I have to say is I'm worried about Carrie Bradshaw after seeing the second episode of the oh, second yeah, the city reboot. This. this is enough enough already. I'm worried about Carrie. I'm she worried about you watching like <laughs> wasting your time watching that drag. It looks so bad. Please stop. It was it, it was good. I yeah, I'm not time. convinced that you believe that. The first time we Could used you? to go to Revolver and watch it. Revolver would have Sex of the City. But this isn't <laughs> Sex in the City. That's the thing. Someone. This this is like the Murphy Brown reboot. It's like, why are they doing this? This just seems sad and desperate now. It doesn't have any ounce of the charm of the original. It was really good. You that sounded amazing. like a question I can't last. Give it a chance. Enough is enough already. They're in their fifties, like me. They're older than that. But that the, that's 
the premise of the show <laughs> isn't, oh, here's a story about women as they age. It was say, like, here's a story about women in their 30s. Right. Well, yeah, no longer that, that that is. A well, I actually did kind of enjoy the show sometimes on HBO, like like years ago. It, shows aren't supposed to go on for 100 years. I guess they are. These well, but they took a break. Yeah. Yeah. They make movies that looked horrible. I'm not going to watch that. So they like couldn't that, make a the third kids movie. are adults. They wanted like to make a third babies. movie. Samantha wouldn't do it. And they're like, all right, we'll make another TV show without Samantha. No, there's well, what's the, I tell what you what. What we're do next. It's the next is going to be like a morning radio show. The, the Sex and the City story continues. <laughs> no, she has a podcast. Enough. Terry has a podcast. podcast. Yeah, enough, enough, she enough, does. Enough, That's enough. the thing. And the thing is, Sarah Jessica Parker, she can't get anything else going. She has like a divorce show. If that was still on, she wouldn't be doing the Sex and the City again. She's going I back to the divorce. well. Divorce was a pretty good job. She's going back to the well. She's like that woman that does my big fat Greek wedding. She's like, she, she really wants to do my big fat Greek wedding too. She has nothing else to do. <laughs> <laughs> but the sex of the city is good. It's I understand. Good. I'll probably make a, se- a sequel to one. <laughs> but I was I was laughing there when they were like I was like oh Terry has a podcast. Great. I'm just not going to support it. I I watched the first two. There's eight more to go. I will be watching. Oh good. <laughs> Well, use someone else's streaming service. So it looks like just one person is watching it. I don't I, know, enough ratings for this. I will. I will be giving them ratings. You're not part of the Nielsen family, are you? But no, it's on streaming anyway. It's streaming, so it doesn't get ratings. Anymore. That's not how streaming works. I, I, I don't know how it works anymore. And I will be. And I and I paid my SAG dues. So I'll be if it comes up for the SAG awards, I will be voting. For it them. will not oh. be coming up for the SAG awards. It's getting terrible reviews. <laughs> well, that hasn't stopped SAG Award nominations. I, I admit I have not watched the show. Maybe it's wonderful. That is not terrible. Reviews have not stopped SAG Award nominations because I've had some screeners in my day that were just like, oh, like That's I'm true. mad at this. And I'm watching it for free. Yeah, I did have to watch a screener of that Jennifer Aniston movie. I think it was called Cake. That's where she's had mm-hmm. like she had like chronic. Pain is that what it's called? I believe so. Yes. Yeah, that wasn't too good. Well, I don't think I don't think it won anything. Well, got the screener though. I still have my screener for Eddie Murphy and Mr. Church. Mr. <laughs> like Church. It sits. It sits in my room. It sat in my room for like what the three hell years. Is Mr. Church. It just stares at me. It's like his. It's like a drama. There's this dramatic picture of Eddie Murphy staring at me from this DVD screener. <laughs> Um, I have not watched that. What? What? But what like the that. hell was Mr. Church? It was like a drama. I think it was directed by guy who directed um, Driving Miss Daisy, uh, Bruce Beresford? Beresford or whatever. Okay. Yeah, he. I think he directed this movie. The drama it was out in like maybe 2018, something like that. 2017. Uh huh. Mr. Church. Eddie Murphy is like. I don't know. He's oh, isn't he it's, like it's, a butler or something like, like that? Period. Piece. Yeah, it's like a period piece, and he he befriends a little girl. Apparently, it didn't work too well. Wow. Uh huh. Well, you know, okay. if Eddie Murphy were in our Hallmark movie this week, we would have seen like twins or body switching, like all played by Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Oh, that would have been good, actually. Yes. I'm Mr. Church. Damn it! Like, imagine if they clumpsified <laughs> Sister Swap a hometown holiday on Hallmark Channel. 
Right. I, I forgot we were talking about a movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. This was before like we get this. into it, did you guys see what I posted on uh, the uh, Lifetime of Homework Facebook page today? No. Oh, the, the mannequin piss? No, no, no. I posted that the other day from last week. But <laughs> no, uh, last night on Kimmel. This is actually really good. Like, go to our page and watch this uh, after the podcast today. After uh, or on Kimmel last night, uh, Jimmy did a bit with three executives from Hallmark Channel. And it was like the actual people. So it was actually like the head of Hallmark Channel. Uh, I think her name's uh, Wyana or something like that. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he, it's first part of it is him pitching the, him them all these really bad ideas for Hallmark movies. And then they act out one of the, the movie pitches and he's playing Santa and they're playing like elves or something like that and it's it's really funny just go watch it that sounds cool yeah if you like our podcast you like hallmark uh, holiday movies this is a sketch you're gonna want to see yes yes speaking of movie i guess we should start talking about them yeah sister swap with who knew that we had so they're watching old movies and we have a, a, a surprise cameo appearance from Kevin Nealon. Who yeah. knew? No, I love Kevin Nealon. I was never a fan of him back when he was on SNL, but since then, I've seen him in interviews and I've heard other comedians talk about him and I have a new appreciation for his point of view now that I actually think he's funny, but I never used to. I like him I, as an actor. I think he's really... I, I, I like Weeds. I was a big fan of that show as well. And I looked uh-huh. him on, 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 on SNL back in the day, but he's funny. He does that show, that hiking show. Yeah. A hiking uh, show? Yeah, it's yeah, like a YouTube show with, and he goes like hiking with celebrities yeah. and interviews them while they're hiking. Yeah, and he has like a selfie stick. So it's just like him like walking with uh, somebody. And there's one, I know, I know we're getting a little off track here. Well, not really. But anyway, there's one he did with uh, Re- Rebecca DeMornay. No, no, not Rebecca oh. No, 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 not Rebecca DeMornay. Um, um, um. Roseanne Arquette. Okay. So he's, oh. different. so he's walking with Roseanne Arquette and um and they're talking about how that song uh so was that Rosanna, I mm-hmm. love you because that song was about her. Uh-huh. Um there was a band plus the song, plus the plus she dated Peter Gabriel, so so In Your Eyes was also about her. Oh, and so so Kevin Nealon says to her, um yeah, yeah. And so Kevin Nealon says to her you know, you should you should date Paul McCartney as a joke. She did date Paul McCartney. He didn't know that. <laughs> so she just looks. So he, so he says it as a joke. He goes, "You should date Paul McCartney," and she just looks at him, and she's like, "Well, I I do know Paul McCartney. I'm 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 I'm, I'm friends with him." Actually, she just kind of said like like she she just kind of looks at him like, "Are you do you know that or what?" When would she have dated him? What, like after Linda died? Yeah. So well, she, before. Yeah. And then remember, he was dating what's her name, uh, Heather. Heather was it Heather Mills. Um, Mills. Yeah. So he was sing like, and they got divorced when like years ago. I could see like kind of in between Linda yeah. and Heather Mills, or after Heather Mills. I don't remember when, but I but I remember it was b- before I watched that 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 the interview. I remember seeing like a picture of Paul McCartney like at some kind of event, and he was with her, oh. and they were very. And they were very chummy. Hmm. Don't you love it? How, wouldn't you feel like you were the shit, though, if you're like, 
I didn't inspire just one. I inspired like three hit songs. And like from well, different artists, not even like you were one artist muse. She was, right. the, you know, she's the muse of two gigantic hits. It's like, that's how good I am. Well, she's the muse of his Paul McC- uh, Peter Gabriel song. You ever hear the song Digging in the Dirt? It's like a, it's like a brutal breakup song. And apparently she's this, she was the inspiration of that too. Wow. She doesn't talk wow. about that one though. Uh-oh. In your eyes. And, and Rosanna, Rosanna. Rosanna. Yeah. That's funny. That's funny though. It's like, that's how good I am. I inspire songs, bitch. <laughs> that's right. Here's my song on the radio. Oh, so we so we're watching home movies and we see Jen. Her name is Jennifer, right? Yeah. Jennifer and her son, and she's crying. Kimberly so, Kimberly Williams. Williams plays Jennifer. Right. I thought she and was so, Lindsay Lohan at first. And so then like, we so learn familiar. that Kevin Nealon is dead. I He's see her dead uncle. <laughs> And we should point out right now, even though Kevin Nealon is in this movie, uh, because he's dead, you he's barely in the movie. Like he's only in a couple very small scenes, and all of his dialogue—it's all done in flashbacks. All of his dialogue is like a very quick, like they they cut and they show the scene. He like runs in a room, and then they're just like reminiscing about him. Like he never really interacts with the the cast, does he? No, he does not. It's no, a glorif- it's a glorified it's glorified extra work, really. But I bet he made good money. I'm, maybe I don't think he made a lot of money. I bet I, I bet he his wife or his daughter or something like that likes these movies, and he did it to be like, oh yeah, whatever. I mean, Canada, anyway. or a friend of the director or something, yeah, yeah that. Or he was at like a dinner party, and he sat next to the the, the so somebody like a Hallmark executive, and like, hey. We could put you in this movie. Yeah, that'll be fun. We could do it tomorrow. I have nothing else to do. Yeah. Because he probably shot it in like, what, half a day? Yeah, I'd say yeah. so. Like he had the Eric Roberts. In fact, contract. it was probably sure even a did. second unit sort of thing. Right. Um, so, so then we find out that the, that the mom is from this town called Hazelwood. And so then... We also find out, so then, so, so, so Jennifer owns a restaurant in Salt Lake City, because they live in Salt Lake City. Yeah. So that was like the big city for them. Yeah, this scene that we had just seen with uh, her and her son, it was, it was a flashback to when her son was little. And, she, and Jennifer it was married at the time. But then we cut to present day Salt Lake City, and we find out that the her husband is dead. I see dead people. So we've already got and, two and, dead people in this movie. A lot of people are and, dead. And I do like I do like that Hallmark is now branching out because remember before Hallmark movies all used to be like in Seattle or like you know the the Northwest. I do like yeah. that they're branching out now to different cities. Salt Lake City. I, I did find it amusing that it like in the Hallmark universe, Salt Lake City is considered the, the like the big evil big city. Right. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it is. I'll tell you what, if they're going to be in Salt Lake City, have them. Mormon love story. I know, I know, I know Mormons aren't doing this anymore so much, but you know, you can have like a, somebody, you know, you know, we're heading with this. Do I have to like, like, like the show, big love. 
Um, Kurt, Mormons are still doing it. Don't you watch that reality show, Sister Wives? No. There's a reality show called Sister Wives about a guy and his sister wives. There might be a sect of Mormons who still have multiple wives. Uh, yeah, it's called Sister Wives. It's a reality show. <laughs> okay, so it's still going on. So make a Hallmark yes. movie about that. That's what we want to see. That's Have a life- guy, he's having multiple romances. That would be that would be Lifetime, the wrong sister wife. Well, you could do it in the Hallmark way because here we are. We've got this sister movie with these two sisters, and this one focuses on Jennifer. The other movie is going to focus on um, Meg, right? That's her name? Yeah. Yeah. The other one's mm-hmm. going to focus on Meg. So maybe we have a world where like they, each movie has them going through their romance and then we find out that they're both dating the same guy. Yeah, that works. Right. Uh, the Mormons watch Hallmark movies. Mm-hmm. I get that right. vibe. So this mm. next part, they're in the restaurant in Salt Lake City and, and this cook was describing a sandwich that sounded delicious. A turkey stuffing and cranberry sandwich. I've had one of those. It sounded delicious. Oh, I've had one of those. That's like that's a leftover staple. Yeah. And I don't eat turkey, but I do like a stuffing and cranberry sandwich with a little gravy on it. You could have that with some tofu on there or some. No, not in Thanksgiving. All right, all right, yeah. Fake turkey. <laughs> well, I'm not going to tell you what to eat. Hey, Liz, you got to so, stop clicking your pen, please. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, you got to get like a rubber. I, I have like a rubber snake I, I, I squeeze. That's what I play with. <laughs> so, oh, so so I so we find out that Christmas tubas are a thing. Do we? Tuba? <laughs> I mean, we find you, out in the context of this movie that they are, but is it really a thing? I've never heard of this, this before. That went over my head. They had like the tuba, the, the bait. I'm not even sure what you said. A, a Christmas a Christmas, Christmas tuba? tubas. Don't you remember? So they're at like Jennifer's at her restaurant, and they're she's telling the 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 manager or whatever. I don't even know what his role is there, but we're gonna find out that he's the love interest for Meg in the other movie. But he's yeah, like she's telling him about Christmas tubas, and he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I think you're making this up. And as the audience member, I'm like, Yeah, are you making this up? I don't know what the hell this is. And then they go outside, and the tubas show up, and Sister Meg is one of the people playing the tubas. Yeah. Oh, that's right, yeah. I I do remember that now. (laughs) So Meg shows up. They're talking about Mom's Christmas present. And then we find out that that Meg is going to France. Like, Meg used to go to France with Uncle Dave, who was Kevin Nealon was Uncle Dave. Yeah. So we, so we find out that Meg is actually kind of on her way to France, and she's going to be going to France very soon. Did we watch a movie last week where somebody was going to go to Paris, and then they didn't go? Well, you know somebody who is going to Paris next week. His name is Les Kirkendall Barrett. Well, at least somebody's getting there. Everybody's, anyway. <laughs> actually, yeah, this time, yeah, this time next week, I will be in Paris. Nice. And in answer to your question, yeah, I believe the one of the chefs in the last chef movie we watched was going to go to Paris and then didn't go. That's lame. So we find out that not only <laughs> Uncle Dave is dead, Jennifer's husband is de- mm-hmm. dead too. Yeah. Yeah, we just we, we mentioned that. Double death, which means I it's going to be a good movie. I guess it's worth mentioning again. 
Um, so we also find Meg out that Simon, decides- her son, is uh, like really into like video, so he's like filming everything throughout this movie. Right. Yeah. Now, 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 Meg, for whatever reason, decides that she's going to stay in Salt Lake City longer. She's having a good time at this restaurant. She does seem like she's having a good time in general. Like out of the blue, she's like, I, "This is yeah. fun. I'm going to stay." Well, I, I think that the I way they that woman. the way they sold it within the context of the movie was. Hey, you know, I was coming to see you for a few days, but like, I, I, like when I'm back home, all I do is grieve Uncle Dave. That's all I think about. This is actually like a nice escape. Like, you know, I'm just gonna stay for a few more days, and then I'll come. I'll come back for Christmas, and then while she's there in Salt Lake, she kind of gets roped into helping at Jennifer's restaurant because there's some big like cons contest that they've been right. roped into that Jennifer's now like fuck it I'm going up going back home for Christmas because they were going to win $25,000 yeah so the swap is really just one sister's going to be in Salt Lake instead of back home and the other sister's going back home instead of being in Salt Lake oh, man. what kind of swap is that so then I wrote here that Jennifer Jennifer goes back to, to Hazelwood and she bumps into a hot guy with a kid Eric, I've never seen the movie The Holiday, but is is this like a poor man's version of The Holiday? Never, no, because The Holiday, which is which is one of my favorite movies, um, The Holiday was about basically you would. This is like it's kind of dated now because now with Airbnb it would be different. So The Holiday was about. Um, Kate Winslet, who lived in the British countryside, she decided to have a house swap with um, with Cameron Diaz, who lived in Hollywood. Yeah, and because and they were both going through heartbreak, and so they decided to switch houses. And then, for I mean, the that's Christmas what I'm saying. Holiday. This is kind of like that because it's not a body switch movie, but it's like, oh, if I live in this other place other than where I've currently been living, things in my life are going to be a little bit different. True. And then so Cameron Diaz wins out because she meets Jude Law, but uh, Kate Winslet gets the short end of the stick because she meets Jack Black. (laughs) Yeah, but he makes her laugh. Like, you know, Roger Rabbit made Jessica. They said, why? Why are you with Jessica? And he said, she said, he makes me laugh. Are you you saying that Kate Winslet's brother? Because Roger Rabbit makes people laugh that I should be aroused by the thought of Charles Fleischer? Ew. (laughs) That's right. He had a role in Zodiac. That was a good movie. We saw, I went to see Zodiac with a friend of mine. We saw Charles Fleischer's name in the opening credits. And so my my friend, I said, look, Charles Fleischer's and he was Roger Rabbit. And so I know what Charles Fleischer looks like, but my friend didn't. So whenever something would come on the screen, he'd go, is that Charles Fleischer? Is that Charles Fleischer? Do do you know before Roger Rabbit, what his other big like entertainment business claim to fame was besides being a comedian? Do you know, Kurt? He was in Night Shift. He had like one line. That's not what I'm referring to though. Well, he walks up to, to um, uh, in in Night Shift, Henry Winkler goes, I'd rather be dead. He walks up to Henry Winkler and goes, would you like to be dead? So that was his line in that. And he was also in um, A Nightmare on Elm Street. Also not what I'm referring to. He, he was a, 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 he replaced 
a very, very, very popular TV character when she left her show. Oh, well, it's not Mindy Cohen. She stayed on that show. No. So <laughs> do you remember Laverne and Shirley? They moved to Hollywood. To California. And yes. then Cindy Williams left the show and Laverne yes. needed a new roommate. Charles Fleischer was the roommate. So Charles that Fleischer was. took over for Cindy Williams on Laverne and Shirley. Oh, my God. Well, Oh, that's funny because that's right because they moved to California and they lived next door to Rhonda Lee. If you can't get Cindy Williams, Charles Fleischer is definitely... Oh, and R.I.P. <laughs> the actor That's that played strange. Carmine. He just died last week. If I, I know he did. The big ragoon. Yeah, Carmine oh, yeah. Medusa. And the sad thing is, I thought he was already dead. Oh, I did. No, but I liked the big ragu. Him and Bob Dole. We thought they were dead already. But I, but they were like he, Eddie. They're like Eddie Mecca died, and I was like, oh, I thought Eddie Mecca had already passed away. <laughs> I love oh that. boy! In, in, in the way your mind is wired, like Bob Dole, the Big Ragu, same category of people. <laughs> people we thought were already dead, you know, and we're not, not showing any disrespect. We get to pay tribute to them twice. <laughs> oh boy. So anyway, oh, so there's this character that looked like psychotic. I wrote here, Bar- Barb, the real estate agent, looked psychotic. Oh, you yeah, know who? Oh, I love that yeah. actress. Um, she, uh, one of my favorite shows of all time is Parks and Recreation. And she had a recurring role on Parks and Rec as an executive at Sweetums, the candy factory in town. <gasps> I have a friend who had a recurring role, Allison Becker. She was on that show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Parks and Rec? Yeah. She's my old friend. Actually, I haven't heard from her in years. But you she know what? I, I'm no, no joke, Kurt. I think I spoke to her on the phone today. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. I, at, at my job. I think I think I dealt with her today. That's right. Really well, when she comes back, you're like, do you know Kurt Patrick? You can. She would absolutely would know me. Because we used to we used to go to each other's shows like back in the, oh boy, late 90s, early aughts. And we used to... I used to go see all her plays and all that kind of stuff she was in. I was I was a big supporter. Oh, and she, she used to send me she used to send me Christmas cards and she write you you're, oh. you're my biggest fan. You're like my biggest supporter. You come out and she I think she saw one of my shows. Who did she play on Parks like, and Rec? I don't know, but she definitely was on it. She did something on it. Okay. Yeah, we'll look her up and see what she, what she did. All right, I'll look. It but up. she was in um she was in a bunch of stuff. Well, hi Allison. Hi, hi Allison. Allison Becker. You're awesome. Anyway, well, we find out, though, that the hot guy, Eric, he used to be on the debate team with Jen. Okay. And so, meanwhile, they're, they're preparing to sell Uncle Dave's movie theater, which was, I guess, the only movie theater in town. Yeah, what's it called? The, the, the Marquis? The Madison. The Madison. The Madison. And so they're trying to sell the Madison. And then they decide to go and see Grandma. And they go to Grandma, and Grandma was Charlene from Another World. And Charlene on Another World owned a diner, but then she had a split personality named Charlie, who was a prostitute. Hmm. As one does. Yes. So, so then everybody's really sad about Uncle Dave. So then they decide to have a Christmas movie night at the Madison because they all miss Uncle Dave. 
And then Jennifer decides, hey, let's fix the Madison up for one more time before we sell it. Hey, by the way, I noticed that real estate agent was kind of flirting with um, uh, Kimberly Williams' son. The son was cute. He was very cute, but he was young. Anyway, I just wanted to point that out. Barb. Barb was hitting on the minor. <laughs> Barb. Barb. That's an older woman's name. Okay. Barb, yeah. No young woman has Barb. Oh, <laughs> so then so then she calls, you know, she calls Meg to check up on Meg, and Meg is having a good time in the restaurant. Meg did look like she was having fun in the restaurant. David Letterman used to have a, a segment called Shekel and Meg. Anybody mm-hmm. remember that? He would look out his window. He'd look out his window, and there's like from a building across across the way, there was a woman he could see in an office. Oh, yeah. Was Meg. So he'd call her. It was called, it was called a Shekel and Meg. <laughs> they, would, they would call her like every Friday. I remember that. Yeah. And I also love because, like, when they started that bit, his – I think she started as an intern on the show and then kind of worked her way up. So at this point in the show, she was probably, like, uh, you know, like a step or two above a PA, would always, like, bring out these phone books whenever he would do, like, phone bits and all that. And that's Barbara Gaines who went on to become one of his executive producers towards the end. Kind of like Ross Matthews? Kind of, yeah. Except yeah, Ross never went on to exactly. Right? Ross never went on to produce the Tonight Show. He just got on camera. He's judging the RuPaul's Drag Race. Yes, he is. <laughs> oh, so we find out. So they fix up the Madison for that one night only thing. We find out they only got one offer, and it's from this hot guy named Steve. Who's got a quiet woman with him? Yes, She's submissive. <laughs> oh, and meanwhile, Jennifer's dad told her to be open for love, Jennifer, because Jennifer's like, I don't have time. I own a restaurant. I'm very busy, and, and she he's said, like, Yeah, he said, be open to love. She said, You know, Dad, I'm exhausted. Just shut the fuck up and leave me alone. Right? <laughs> she didn't actually say that. So, so then. They open up, so they open up the movie theater. It's all ready. The whole town shows up. They're all excited. They're going to watch this movie. Hot Steve is there. And so they start the movie. Everything looks like it's going great. And then all of a sudden, the popcorn machine catches on fire. Did you jump like way ahead? Did I? I feel like you did. I don't, th- I don't, I don't think. I what did I miss? About this. I don't think we're what anywhere near the opening of the theater for the first time yet. Oh, what did I miss? Uh, there's a well, snowman decorating contest. There, oh, there's I. This is not a, an important movie detail, but I thought it was funny. Like it's this, you know, very pristine Hallmark uh, small town, but they do a wide shot of the theater, and there's like this big electrical box on the ground, and they clearly didn't think to set decorate and cover that thing up because it was covered in graffiti. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? 
Like, you know, when you're walking down the street and sometimes there's like a big, huge, like metal electrical box that's locked up. It's like transformers okay. that like control traffic lights and things like that. It's It was one of those. And, you know, Hallmark movie, if they're gonna, if that's going to be in the shot at all, they're going to cover it and make it look pretty and Christmassy. They didn't do it yeah. with this one. It was just covered in graffiti. Sure Maybe Hazelwood was gentrified. Well, it wasn't any, have... in any other way. I, one one odd odd thing that we miss is that the the guy Eric is that his name? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He he's he's on a dodgeball team with the sister, right? Where they throw balls at each other. That's a little bit strange, but anyway. I mean, there, there's a gay dodgeball team Man, here yeah. in WeHo that's very popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was like a like a bully kind of uh, game where they where where they trying to stop doing that and like well I, I think the thinking and doing it as an adult recreational activity is sort of taking back your I don't know if dignity is the word because you're you're an That's adult good. dressed in short shorts playing dodgeball but it's you know it, it's up. sort of uh <laughs> taking you know taking uh Take it, take take it back your dignity, huh? Yeah, I guess uh, this is the best way to put it. <laughs> Do you have any activities where I could take back my dignity? Well, dodgeball. like doing children's activities as an adult where you can crush it as opposed to I'm trying to take you down. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I did that. They're in the, they're, they're the coffee shop, whatever they have. They're working on gingerbread houses. They love gingerbread houses in these Hallmark movies. They, they, they must do. sell them. They must yeah. sell them. Oh, I'm sure they Or do. probably kits they have, to make them, yeah. Yeah. Look at the old photos. Oh, and they enlist um, this girl, Valerie, who I guess went to school with Jennifer. They enlist her to come back and fix the projector. Oh, that's right. Valerie with, like, the frizzy hair and the glasses. Yeah, because the originally them doing this movie night at the theater was just going to be for the family, and she in- invites Valerie to come help, and before you know it, like, Valerie's telling, like, the entire world, hey, come to the theater. Right. Okay, that's right. The fuse blew, and nobody knew what to do. They didn't know you just have to reset the fuse, so they learned. Well, you know. <laughs> They're they're not they're not. I have to inclined. admit, I had an apartment, and the, some of the electric went out, and I had I called the super. He's like, "Yeah, hey, you just reset the fuse. You can't be calling me like this." Don't tell me I ever called you, man. That's how I learned. I would say, in the context of this movie, Jennifer should have known how to fix a fuse because she also apparently knows how to fix a boiler. <laughs> Right, I don't know what she was doing with that. They had her in there, the boy, the boiler for the heater. They had her there with one of those like giant plumber's wrenches, and she's like trying to like work stuff. And she apparently knew what she was doing. That yeah, thing looked like the, it was going to blow the place up. Yeah, <laughs> Jennifer messed around with that. Jennifer took charge. Jennifer slept here. It <laughs> um, is at least the third or fourth time we have referenced that show on this podcast. Yeah, we talked about that early on. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't mind seeing Angelian in a Hallmark movie. Yeah. No, I, I have a problem good. with it. I would have a problem with it. No, I'm just kidding. It's fine. I'd love to see her in, in, in the Is Angelian still with us? Let's see. Uh, I think I believe she is. Because I believe you, you she was giving show? motivational she was a motivational speaker for her. Let's see. Angelian. She, she is still alive. Movie. Yeah. yeah the Angelian story. And Jillian is uh, 
Ed Julian is still with us. My, yes. She's 70 years old. Yep. Uh, oh, here he is. What happened to Ann Jillian? Um, he's doing a podcast. She probably is. <laughs> so let's see. So, yes, years active. So I guess she's retired because she was uh-huh. active from 1960 to 2000. 1960? Yeah, because she was in Gypsy. Yeah. That movie oh. Gypsy with Natalie Wood. Oh. And Jillian was baby baby June. She was? Yeah. Oh, Maybe okay. I mean, so, I've seen that years ago. So Anne Jillian's doing voiceovers. She did voice roles for Scooby-Doo, C-Lab 2020. That's pretty old. She, um, let's see, uh, let's see, personal life. So she had a son. Oh, 2015, Angelian was inducted into the National Lithuanian Hall of American Hall of Fame. Okay. She, oh, so yeah, today she mostly yeah. works as a motivational speaker. Okay. Like, and sometimes she performs as a singer in corporate and symphony pop circles. Oh, some company hires her. She's an occasional guest columnist, columnist for the website columnists.com. What? Okay. I'm very and proud she, of them for getting that res- website. She resides with her family in the greater Los Angeles area. Okay. All right. Well, she's always welcome to come on this show. We're not going to turn it down. Uh, J- and Jillian is always welcome here. I, I do feel like you're, I don't know which one of you said it, but she should be in a Hallmark movie. Like she would be uh, yeah. the, the, the really cool grandma in a movie. I'm, I'm surprised she's not. No. I want her to. Okay. Oh, and here's a question. So, what was Anne Jillian's first TV role in 1960? Laverne's friend. No, 1960. Jason, would you like to take a stab at it? I have no idea. Leave it to Beaver. Damn it! Really? Yes, in 1960. And then she went on to the Shirley Temple storybook in 1960. Yeah, and then she played Bo Peep in Babes in Toyland in 1961. That was with Annette Funicello and Frankie Avalon. Well, well who hasn't? I'll tell you what. I'm there was an episode of Leave It to Beaver where Beaver was hooking up with some trashy girl. You remember that one? What? <laughs> oh, that's right. And then mom, and then uh, the mom hated her. Well, yeah. What happened what? was uh, Buckwheat. What's his name? Who was, who was Buckwheat? <laughs> who was his brother? Tony Wally. Bell? What's his name? Hey, Wally. 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 Wally goes, Wally's got to talk to the parents. And he, he says, he goes, um, <laughs> so uh, the bee has been talking to this girl and uh, she's uh, she, she kind of gets around and they're like, oh, we can't let Beaver get involved with this. So they, so they have to send Beaver off to summer camp to get away from this girl. <laughs> I don't remember this at all. That's, that's really Beaver problematic. And his friend, like Lumpy or whatever, that she's trying to hook up with the two of them. And so Beaver and Lumpy, they, they go over to tell the girl they go to summer camp, and she's and she's like chatting it up with another friend of theirs. Wasn't Lumpy Wally's friend? <laughs> no, Lumpy oh no, was Beaver's friend. Oh, Eddie Haskell's she's, Wally's friend. She, she's chatting up with. Froggy or whoever, whoever Froggy. <laughs> <laughs> My memory on this show might be a little distorted, but you know, 
You're just conflating all black and white shows featuring children. Right. Uh, I want to see the live a, production of that episode. And with a hazel. <laughs> what are we doing? We have a movie we're supposed to be doing. She's in the Partridge family. Right. She's on Fantasy Island, of course. Yeah. Jennifer slept here, 83, 84. It was for 13 episodes. Yeah. With Adrian Zemed. No, no, we, it was someone else. Danny Terrio. Well, who was it? I think it was Adrian's bed. Yeah, it was Adrian's bed. She was in a movie called Our Son, the Matchmaker. Ooh. <laughs> Touched by an Angel, which did has been see, rebooted. I know we're all over the, all the place, but did you see, did you hear Kim Fields in the life, the, uh, the facts of life? She like plugged a movie that she did. Like she got yeah, she like directed a second it. to talk. Yeah, and she plunked this movie, and it's like Jimmy Kimmel, like sorry, just immediately like took it away. I from I bet that she either negotiated that she gets to to plug it really quick, or she plugged it without telling anyone. And Kimmel, being a you know very seasoned talk show host, now knew to like steer away from that. Right, take the microphone back. <laughs> See what I think she said. Yeah, she said that Norman Lear was in it. Oh yeah, he did a cameo. He probably didn't even do a cameo. He did a cameo in this this this, in this movie I did. It was it was something like holiday. It was some kind of Christmas thing. Yeah, that's funny. And Gillian's okay. highest rated movie on Rotten Tomatoes is a seventy five percent for Mr. Mom. Oh yeah, I do remember in that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, all right, let's get back. <laughs> we gotta, we so gotta where were we? How how so, many times on this podcast? Did, like. <laughs> In the entirety of a uh, time of us doing these podcasts, do you think we have devoted to Angelian? Because I feel like it's a I, lot of time. It's a lot. It really I is. Know, a lot. Angelian is up there with June Squibb. We yeah. should do like a, like a, a bonus episode where it's just an Angelian deep dive. I'm 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 <laughs> in for that. We just kind of did it. Kind of did. You're right. We got to get people on this show. I'm I'm in for that. And I'm, oh, I'm looking at pictures now of Angelian from 2021. Mm-hmm. Come on. I am. We get off. Yeah, but we got to get off this. Anyway. This Angelian episode. We have to save the stuff for Angelian-centric episode. Okay. And, and plus, there's the, plus, there's the Angelian podcast I'm starting, and I can't even do it. We used up all the, all the material. The Angelian podcast. (laughs) Anyway, okay, so then where are we? Because I I guess I skipped the chunk. They're walking through a Christmas tree farm. They're debating whether they're going to be able to open the theater for this screening. Um, And Jennifer's asking Simon if he's liking it there. And he seems to, you know, being enjoy being in this uh, smaller town, spending time with family, getting to film stuff. And then yeah. uh, we could. Luckily, everything is wheelchair accessible, which is v- very good news for the, the grandpa. For the grandpa, yeah. they're wheeling him around the the, uh, the Christmas tree. It was uh, yeah. a little odd that he was there because that seems like a place where, even if it's made to be wheelchair accessible, you wouldn't necessarily want to be maneuvering through that in a wheelchair. Right. No, At least, if, if me personally, if I were in a wheelchair, I wouldn't want to deal with that. Right. So so then, are we back at the movie theater opening yet, or do we have more? No, there's still more. Uh, God, was, I really? Yeah, you you, <laughs> shot, you must have skipped the page or something of your notes. Um, I think so. The, 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 oh, I do like that. I, I don't remember why they were talking about it, but uh, 
Jennifer and Meg are talking on the phone and they 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 uh, joke about how their parents have been, or how mom and dad have been hitting the peppermint schnapps. Apparently, like they find, like Jennifer found out that all these years, mom and dad have been like spiking their like coffee or whatever around the holidays with peppermint schnapps. And Meg's like, uh, duh, we've all known that for years. So we've mom and dad known. are basically drunk. Yeah, we all know they have a problem, except you. Yeah, and then. <laughs> And then we find out uh, this is where Meg it is telling Jennifer, you know what? I'm I'm going to stay in this city for a little longer. I'm I'm not coming home for Christmas after all. And then cut to uh, they're decorating the tree. And uh, what's the the guy's name? Uh, Eric. Eric. Yeah, Eric and his daughter Madzy. They come over to help decorate, and they're decorating. And then Barb. I don't know if she shows up at the house during the decorating or they cut to another scene where Barb, the realtor, shows up and says that oh. the the theater chain is the only prospective buyer for the theater. Yeah, that was a different scene. Oh, I and, see. And, and they imply that, like, Meg is getting some action in the city. Oh, yeah? By the manager. By the manager. Yeah, the, this is where Joe? we first start seeing the seeds planted that, like, oh, while well, Jennifer is sparking with Eric... Uh, hmm. You know, Meg's kind of sparking with the manager too, and that's what we're going to see in the other movie. Seeds are planted. Yes. Which, like I said, the city movie looks a lot more fun. Meg looked like she was having a great time. I like Meg. <laughs> and then I'd she- like to have a platonic friendship with Meg because I think we could just hang out on the long term and not, you know, if, if too much intimacy gets in, that'll risk it. I want to have Meg as a friend I can hang out with. So that's my call to this fictional character. Okay. So then this is where we go to the movie and the popcorn popper catches on fire. Yeah. And the power goes out and everybody has to use their cell phones. Yes. Well, the really really sad thing was that, you know, they didn't have a lot of movies to show. They had to show that old Jerry Springer movie from like the 90s. That was the only film print that they had to show. Right. You know what I'm talking about. I, I do, but that's not the movie they were showing. <laughs> oh, so then after the so after the shit goes down in like the theater, Meg calls. Well, a big, 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 big moment happened last that you're skipping over. Which, which, which? So there, the movie starts, and like Jennifer gets up on stage, and she's welcoming everyone, asking you know, like who's here on their first date, and you know, so they're setting the stage for like this is a place that means a lot to a lot of people. A lot of people had their first dates there. We find out that her mom and dad had their first date there. Then mm-hmm. the movie starts, and Jennifer sits down next to Eric, and they hold hands. Oh, that's right. I thought there might be a scene like, you know, that the scene in diner with Mickey Rourke in the movie theater. You know what I'm talking about, right? I don't remember. I think yeah. I've seen that movie, but I was pretty young. So I don't really remember. I thought that, I thought, I thought that might happen. That's where he makes a, a bet with the guys that he can get his the date to like, you know, handle him at a certain place. And that was a couple of faces ago for Mickey Rourke. So, you know, yeah. it kind of throws you off too. And he, so he puts a, popcorn box on his lap and she reaches in for the popcorn and she well they couldn't do that in this movie because the popcorn machine caught on fire right 
But they did hand out popcorn before that, though, and I think it was for free. Um, so then after all this, then we find out that 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 Meg calls Victoria, who I guess we're going to meet next week, is leaving. Yeah, Victoria is the head chef mm-hmm. of the restaurant. She's leaving. And uh, Meg is being shifty about it. She's not really telling Jennifer what's going on. She's kind of like vaguely telling her that things are happening. And then mom points out that uh, Meg is giving Jennifer the same chance to get away to heal that Meg is having by being in the city. Because Jennifer hasn't really dealt with the death of her husband. I see dead people. Right. A lot of death in this movie. Yeah. And then, so so then um, we see Eric and he's fixing stuff. And then we find out from Jennifer that there the basement in this in this movie theater is huge. Mm-hmm. And they kind of mention building. She kind of just mentioned off the cuff building a restaurant in the movie theater. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of an off the cuff thing, and they kind of blow it off. Um, By the way, it wasn't until this point in the movie that I found out that the city that Jennifer lived in was Salt Lake City. Did you know before this point? They mentioned it at the very beginning, okay. like they just, but it was, it was like yeah. a throwaway. Line. What I understand is like the sisters are. Sure, I don't know if this is, it happens here or not, but the sisters are talking, and the one sister, Meg, she says she can maybe help out with it becoming like a restaurant movie theater by giving up the money that she's, she's spending to go to Paris. How much money is she spending to go to Paris? I mean, does it cost a lot of money to renovate someplace into a restaurant? I mean, certainly more, yeah, certainly more than a, uh, certainly more than a Paris trip would cost. You know, let's say that even if she's going for a few months, let's say that very liberally she's spending 10 grand on Paris. That's still a fraction of what it would cost to uh, build out a brand new kitchen. I spent nothing. Well, I did, well, no, I just spent some money, but I didn't spend very much. Well, unusual. but it was money that was left to her by her uncle, by Uncle Dave. Oh. So it was like an, so it's probably a lot. It was like an inheritance. Well, didn't Uncle Dave leave money to everyone? Like, they, and they're they're acting like it, they're not going to have enough money to get this theater up and running. Well, because the mom, because that's the reason the mom is selling the theater is because oh, we need a new projector, we need a new this, we need a new that, and like we just can't afford it. Uh huh. Right. Not sustainable. No. Why? Was there a crying room in this movie theater? What the well, fuck was that? Because back in the old days, if your baby was crying, you would go to the crying room so your baby wouldn't disturb. Oh, is it, like, I legitimately didn't know that. I've never heard that before. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that either. I, I saw that in the background in a scene. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And then, like, I we find it. out that the later later in the movie, the crying rooms have been locked and they find things in it. But <laughs> I thought, I was like, what a weird plot point. But now that you say that, I that totally makes sense. If you go see Samantha Smiles or Joy Luck Club or some movie, you're going to cry. You guess you're going to run in that room. <laughs> What I, movies? What's a movie that you guys 
cried when you watched you watched it oh i mean i've i I cry at weird stuff that it sounds silly on paper that like certain because all even these movies if if there's a moment that like emotionally hits with me and it hits me like you know i'm seeing it at the right time on the right day with the right set of circumstances i'll tear up i think i teared up at the end of this movie Sex and the city movie? the first one. Oh please what's that but list? is there a movie that where you really just like just just cry oh ball like, no no normally like when i do i like it's a little bit but like i'm still invested in the movie there, there's very few that I i'm cried, like, like completely i cried cold. well i cried pretty hard the father with anthony hopkins that's a that's a hard one yeah and uh-huh. uh um marriage story oh really yeah I've been looking at that to watch. Is it worth the watch? Yeah. If you want to cry. I did. I mean, but if it, if it, if it, if it resonates with you, <laughs> those movies has some resonance, but yeah, they were. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've been kind of eyeing that. One. I always cry at the end of home alone when Kevin's reunited with his mom. <gasps> oh, I love that movie. I need to watch yeah. that movie before I leave for yeah. my trip. It's one of my Christmas movies I need to... That, I need to watch that. I need to watch Rudolph, and I need to watch uh, Vanessa Williams as Ebony Scrooge in A Diva's Christmas Carol. <laughs> love the traditions, Les. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so they all, they all get invited over to Eric's house. Yeah, to make cookies, right? Yeah, to bake cookies that they're going to donate. Um, these people—they—they've got a sh- like a sugar addiction, like I do. They're eating. Yeah, the, the kids eating like the, the gingerbread house. I mean, tr- trust me, I'm on the same level. I thought about you, Kurt, during oh, like man. the baking. Yeah, scenes. it's a problem. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> icing and the yeah, man. Some place I worked at one time. I worked at this. this I was working like a, t- a temp job with this big bank, and they had. They had like a uh, cookie icing. I was like, people were supposed to bring their kids, but I was eating it. And then I stood <laughs> I in line. The the and then they, had a, then they had a Britney Spears in, in, in impersonator performing. And I said, well, I'll stand in line to see this. Nobody I know will see me here. I won't be humiliated. And then somebody I knew worked for the company. I didn't even know that they worked there. Oh, hi, Kurt. What are you doing? <laughs> At the Britney I'm Spears I'm standing in line to see the Britney Spears impersonators. Exactly what I didn't want, it, want to happen, that somebody would run into me. <laughs> did the britney spears impersonator like do a number yeah she sang, she sang what what spears era story. of britney i yeah well this it must have this must have been going on i think this was in like 2000 1999 it was about there oh so it yeah. was like at the at the like early height of her career yeah yeah, because that would be happening today. It was. It was. It oh, was no, you could absolutely see a Britney time. Spears impersonator today, and then they would have yeah, like yeah. different eras of Britney to yeah, choose from. You could, could choose from that point. You could choose from like but, the um, the blackout, like MTV VMA's performance. But I think this was more like it was. It was. It was targeted towards like people were bringing their their kids to work for the, for the holidays. Got so, it. So kids today aren't going to want to see it with Britney Spears show. I don't think. No, because she's free. So I bet there's going to be a new era of Britney. Yeah, yeah but I don't think kids don't care. Story. She's 40. Kids don't care. No, kids Correct. wouldn't want to see But at the time, kids and me, apparently, went to see it. But I was on the clock. So, mm-hmm. so Jennifer is teaming up with Eric. 
right? They get the projector fixed. They're going to give movie night another try. They find new projectors. No, they get no. the key. The, well, the yeah, they find the key to the crying room, which apparently had been locked. They top of the door. <laughs> and they, first of all, I was when I first heard crying room and didn't know what it was. I was like, is is Uncle Dave's dead corpse in there? <laughs> like, why is it locked <laughs> up? No, that's Lifetime. I know, I know. But uh, yeah, they they find that Uncle Dave had bought a brand new projector and it's just sitting in there. And so um, there goes that inheritance, right? But then the next scene, they had like a Christmas tree, like a tree trimming party, but it was like a very deep tree trimming party. Where so deep, I didn't really get it. Well, you would pick a you would pick an ornament, and then you would have you would pick an ornament that had a sentimental meaning to you, and then you picked someone to put the ornament on the tree. So you basically had to give a monologue of why you picked this ornament, yeah. and then you pick somebody to put it on the tree. Like Charlene, yeah. like Charlene, the mother, had uncle, the uncle's watch yeah. made into a Christmas ornament. Which, that was nice. I like that, that as a touch. Very personal. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so then, so who was watching the movie of Uncle Dave? I have, I have here watching the movie of Uncle Dave, but I didn't say who. Uh, oh well, the projector's working. What happens is after that happens. Wait, is it, is it well, so before on? that, so we're still at the the tree trimming and all that and like maddie is sad and simon goes over to him and he's like hey what's up and like maddie and simon have this really nice moment that they don't normally give kids to shine in these movies in this way where uh she sacks her mom's dead and he's you know telling her how he's sad and it was it was a nice little bonding moment and i like that maddie was missing her two front teeth well, then they're in the movie theater the next the next day, and now they're watching video of Uncle Dave. Yeah, and Eric right. said he his first kiss during the movie Scrooged. I'm not making that up. Mm-hmm. Scrooged with Bill Murray. Yeah, which was <laughs> now I was in high school when I went to see that movie. So, so anyway, um, so he's got to be th- 34, 33. Anyway, so they kiss. Oh yeah, they kiss. That's a big. That, that, that was, yeah, that's a big, that's a big deal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we find out that it's Jennifer's first time kissing anyone ever at the Madison. You know, all these people had their first dates there. She never had a first kiss there. Right. So now Jennifer, like you know, <laughs> but they're after Madison there. But do, do you know what they were like making out to? What was going on on the screen? Footage of her dead uncle Dave. Well, there you go. Yeah. A, There's no aphrodisiac like watching your dead uncle. Yeah. <laughs> I am horny for Kevin Nealon. Right? And then the and little Charles Fleischer. No, the little girl runs in. What's that? Hans and, and Franz? I, yeah. I said and Charles Fleischer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, somebody is. The little girl runs in and he has to hide his boner with a blanket like he stands up he's got to put the blanket on for protection what are you talking about <laughs> I'm talking about they're sitting in the theater and they just made out 
And uh, I was like kidding about the age, so I'm actually I'm a, I'm a little bit older. We're, we're, we're a little bit older than that. But sitting there, because I have to be honest with the audience, they're sitting making out. <laughs> They're making out. The little girl runs in the theater and then it like interrupts them while they're k- kissing. So then he's, he's got a blanket. So he's got to stand up. He's got to, he's got to, you know, hide his boner with the, with, you know, with, with the blanket. He doesn't have it out. I don't, I don't think, definitely... I don't think he was hiding a boner. This is Hallmark. True. All right. It's just the way I'm watching the movie. I, I, mean, I feel I'm, like I'm, I'm, if, if rather than hiding it, if they're going to show anything like that, he's going to turn it into an ornament and hang it on the tree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Okay. So, so then we see Jennifer, and Jennifer's doing a pros and cons list. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to say she's doing Prozac. Maybe she's doing well, pros- that too. Pros and cons. <laughs> she, she, she's weighing, she's weighing out her options. <laughs> Boy. And then she asks Eric out for coffee, so they could mm-hmm. discuss. So they could discuss what just happened. Mm-hmm. I actually loved that she did that because a lot of times in these Hallmark movies, they they dance around whether or not these two people are going to get together, even though you know they very much are. Yet you never see like the courtship or the actual like getting to know each other and actually like talking about where they're going with things. So this one actually sets the stage for this isn't going to be like suddenly we're we're married right we're going to have to maneuver to this place in a healthy way yeah it's complicated so then they're they're at a christmas the christmas tree lighting and then all of a sudden dad is in a band and dad does a number it was like the worst cialis commercial ever damn (laughs) I don't feel bad for saying the boner thing. Then. <laughs> you shouldn't feel bad. I didn't mean to make you feel bad about no, no, talking about your boner. And then dad, dad does a number, and then all of a sudden, Megan yeah. shows up with the manager who she's now doing. Damn. I keep, uh, I keep showing this ad where this, it's, it's some kind of like a, a, a reptile thing where there's like a banana. No, I see this commercial with like this banana and it's like this weird banana. So you, get, you have to go see a doctor if your situation Oh, like I know. I've seen that one. Yeah, I know oh. what you're talking about. I, it's about uh, Peroni's disease. Yeah. Oh, I, I, just, the, I saw the Hulu ad and I was like, uh, why? Am I seeing, are they, what's going on? And the, but then I just saw it on some TV show. I'm like, this is all over the place. Please stop. Yeah. I just always see the ad about the ring. And the woman says, I found a ring that works. Da-da. And then they do like a whole dance number. Great. But, Life's full of surprises. What's that? The ring? Like a ring for, you know. Yeah, and the little and the little girl pops out of the ring. And, that's, yeah. that's exactly what he means. <laughs> no, it's to prevent a little girl from popping oh, out. Oh, I confused ring. my rings. <laughs> Oh, so then at one point the kid gets mad at the mom. Um, Simon, the little kid, gets mad at Jennifer. Simon gets mad at Jennifer. Well, Simon, like, the restaurant stresses you out, and I'm sick of this shit, mom. Simon's very insightful. Simon, this, I, I, the kids got it together more than I do now. I'm like, I gotta get my shit together like this, like this Simon does. <laughs> He's very insightful. Yeah. Because, yeah, because Jennifer is now, because of the chef back in the city, 
since they can't find a chef to replace the one to replace Victoria, who I guess we're going to get the details of why she's leaving on Sunday. Is this where they go and pick up some chef at a food cart? Yes. <laughs> yes. Who's making, who I thought of you, Kurt, he was making red water. velvet. He's making red velvet donuts. He was making hot dogs in, in uh, hot water. But no, he was making some stuff. But he had, they, he had like, oh, because Jennifer then goes back to Salt Lake City for a minute, yeah. for like a hot minute, and then realizes that they're actually having a great time without her being there. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's a lot of exposition of, oh, Jennifer, you should have seen blah, 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 blah. So I guess that's all going to be in the next movie as well. Yeah. No, when I'm everyone's kidding. telling Jennifer, like, what a great team Joe and Meg made, uh, make running the restaurant. Uh, but also, like, after Simon blew up at his mom, like, she's getting ready to go back to Salt Lake. And she's telling him to, like, get ready. He's like, no, I want to stay. Like, I want to get ready for this movie. And she's like, all right. I'll Like, they... Parts of this movie they make it seem like Salt Lake City is so far away, and parts right. of it make it seem like it's fifteen minutes away. Right. Like I just need to hop in the car and yeah. I'll see you in like a half an hour. Yeah. And, and so, yeah. So so that so yeah they go. She comes back. So like she just goes to the city. They're basically like you know we didn't miss you, Jennifer. We're having a great time. Meg is doing a bang up job and getting banged, and then. <laughs> Nice. Meg goes back and then they're looking for a chef or did she go back and they're looking for a chef or is it in Salt Lake City they're looking for the chef in Salt Lake City uh -huh. they were looking for the chef because because Meg says I've already got an idea like Meg already knew who she wanted to hire and so and they, she she brings Jennifer to, to meet this guy Jennifer and uh, Joe to meet this guy and to the guy cooking in a tent. He's yeah. yeah well, it's yeah. weird. He's running as what's a, essentially a food cart, but not even a cart. Like outdoors in Salt Lake City in the winter, in the snow, because it's yeah. snowing as he's making his corn dish. And I, I've never been to Salt Lake City, but I would imagine that's not really a thing. No, it's, it was a snowing too, so it didn't seem like it was like it would be that. Like if I were going to run to any kind of food business. You're not going to see a lot of uh, street vendors in wintry climates. Right. But I did think of Kurt because then he was like, hey, try my gourmet chocolate, my gourmet red velvet donuts. Yeah, there was, all, there was, there was a lot of red velvet stuff, cupcakes and stuff like that. And those red velvet donuts got him the job. So I guess they were really good. So I thought of Kurt again because I was like, wow, they must be really, Kurt would love these. I would. That was kind of like hiring the paper boy to be editor of the, of the paper of like the wall street and Journal. i did like but you know what i like about this though because they were going to hire him but then they had doubts because they were like the one guy was like i wonder if he'd be able to deal with the volume in our restaurant since he's used to being a street vendor can he yeah, handle it and i kind of like that though that they brought that up because normally in these movies it's like oh yeah you have the job no problem and I, when, when they said that, I actually thought a street vendor is probably more <laughs> equipped to handle volume than a chef would be. True. Because that's the kind of on. thing where you're hustling when you've got a lot of people lining up and you're trying to like move people along. So get out. Hey, get away from my stand. I've got another person coming up. Right. Right. And he was by himself, too. Yeah. 
So then now that that's solved, she goes back to Hazelwood and Eric basically dumps her. And Bear and Eric, but he blames the kid. He's like, He's Maddie, ready. Madzy needs sta- stability. I'm not ready. Mm-hmm. So that little girl's then, a violent child. Also, she's she's like throws a snowball at Simon. Well, you know, problematic. She's acting out. I think she's into him. Right, even though she's like ten and he's fifteen. <laughs> well. Yeah. May December. Well, no, she's actually she has no two front teeth, so she's like six. Yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, it sounds problematic when you put it that way, but you know, when you say there's like a, a eight year age difference, it doesn't sound as creepy. No, <laughs> no. So then we go back to the Madison, and it's all ready. We're gonna give it. We're doing. We're doing a do over, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. So we're at the Madison. Well, before we're at the Madison, it, they're at the house, and Simon oh, gives right. Graham a present, and uh, and it's a miniature version of the Madison for the Christmas Village, which Uncle Dave used to love to put up all throughout the house. Um, and I guess this Christmas Village had been missing, and he found it in the crying room along with Uncle Dead Dave's body. Now, I'm having questions about Uncle Dave now. Oh, I'm like, right. was Uncle Dave gay? Was Uncle Dave... Oh, like, know, why, was he, why was he single? Or presumably single? Yeah, because it's like... I'm just kind of wondering now, because he hung out with his niece, his nieces. And his right. sister. Very, very close to his sister. His sister. He, he wasn't, from the pictures that we saw of Uncle Dave, Uncle Dave was not that old. No? Uncle Dave looked like he was in his 50s. Yeah. Didn't look, so, you know. He was still on Grindr. Mm-hmm. And he was a relatively, you know, like a relatively, he wasn't a bad looking guy. And in the crying room, there was a sex sling. Right. So yeah. there you go. Okay. Okay. Now yeah. I'm seeing it. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've, I think we've solved this mystery. I I had not considered that Uncle Dave was gay. You hadn't. You didn't consider that or scissoring. Right. No. No. I have to. I'm, I'm going to think about both of those things tonight. <laughs> 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 I learn a lot of things on this podcast, as I'm sure many of our listeners do. We learn together, right? So, so, so they had a reboot of like watching the movie, and this time everything went perfectly. And so Meg and Jennifer are sitting together watching the movie. Well, all of a sudden, <laughs> and, and then all of a sudden, Meg needed to step away for a second. But they start dancing too. The two. Well, first of all, they're showing a bunch of home movies to these people in the audience. I don't know how they could care less. Yeah, <laughs> it was a lot of like home movies, basically. I right. sit there like, what? What? what why, why am I watching this? Like, I came here to see Ringmaster, the, the Jerry Springer movie, Ringmaster. I came here to see that, and I'm sitting here watching all this crap. <laughs> but the audience was going ape shit for these family movies. 
right? You would think that it was like opening day for a new Avengers movie, the way this audience was going nuts. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think there's any Wi-Fi in in that area, so they they can't get any streaming services. Right. They can't get like Peacock or like, you know. Nobody's (laughs) going to pay for cable. HBO Max. It's it's one town sharing all all the same passwords. (laughs) 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 They're not watching that Sex in the City show. They have to go. Well, I watched it for them. (laughs) Well, they you watched it for them then. Four of them for them. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, they so, run so, out of the, yeah, they they run into the into the lobby and have, lobby. have and they're eating time. popcorn. They're sitting on the counter eating popcorn, <clears throat> and then all of a sudden they come up with the idea. Hey, or Jen, Jen mentioned about having the restaurant in the basement, and Meg says, "Oh my god, that's a great idea! Why don't we work together?" Yeah, and they're going to run both businesses together. Meg's going to stay in Salt Lake. And Jennifer's going to stay back home in Hazelwood. And the, and then and then we find out that Meg, that Meg got rid of her ticket for Paris. Like, she's not going to Paris after all. There we go. And so then Hot Steve shows up, and they're like, sorry, Hot Steve, but we're not good. They went and go talk to their – they went to talk to their mom, and then they're like, sorry, Hot Steve. And he doesn't even react like they they just, you know, basically told this guy that like, hey, you know, all this back and forth about you buying this theater and you've been staying in town so we can hammer (laughs) out this deal. Well, that's not happening now. And his response is akin to like, "Eh." oh, well. He's got to keep it cool because oh, well, he's with I'm that hot. woman again. I don't care. He's got to go home and not <laughs> talk to his woman. girlfriend. And you have to understand, as soon as he loses that deal, now he's the submissive. So that woman who's with, with him. Oh, so, so she gets to talk now that the deal hasn't gone through? She gets to do more than that. But I'll tell you, uh, I forget what I was going to say. Maybe I said enough. <laughs> Is she taking him into the crying room? Yeah. He's, he's going to be the one who's crying. And then Eric shows up, and now that we find out that Jennifer, well, first, uh, Simon's happy that they're staying, then Eric shows up, and then now that he finds out that they're not leaving, he wants to give it a go with Jennifer. And that was and then, it. And then it Until says next five, week. five years later in the the, the the restaurant theater was a complete disaster, and Meg has to sell her body to put food on the table. <laughs> you bought the wrong this is, medicine. This is your best friend Meg you're talking about, Kurt. I know. That's, that's how you treat your best friend. friend. I changed my mind. You need to have a talk with her, Kurt. <laughs> Point her towards the like right path. <laughs> like this I is, said, the commercial This is how I treat the, my friends. I know. That's how you treat your friends. <laughs> nice, Kurt. Why would you get anything back from her? Okay. But, but yeah, the next movie looks better. <laughs> oh, thank <laughs> It God. does. Could it be worse? The, the city movie looked like they were having more fun. That's good. Well, I guess I'm going to watch it. I guess we have to now. I have that other movie that you guys were talking about. Should I mention it? The one that was on comedy. 
Company no, but that's for specials. after Christmas. Uh, yeah, okay. we're going to save that till after Christmas till we get through oh, a few more uh, Hallmark and, and Lifetime and movies. They were what? promoting it. They were promoting it on the Wendy Williams show, who wasn't Wendy Williams, Leah Remini. They were mm-hmm. on yesterday. Okay. Rachel Dratch and Anna Gasteyer promoting the movie. Yeah. Because I'd save that. So yeah, that's gonna be after Christmas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I saved it so we can, so I can watch it because I, I actually do want to see that one for myself because I'm sure. a comedy fan. So I guess we're gonna watch this the sequel to this one, and then the Days of Our Lives Christmas movie. I do have it, which I'm very excited about. I saw a trailer oh, yeah, for yeah. Days of Our Lives Christmas movie that. today. And don't we have a special guest that's gonna be Jillian Bo from Daytime Confidential. And you guys will love Jillian. Jillian's hilarious. Oh, good. fun. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Well, I guess on Sunday, then I guess we know where we're watching Mm -hmm. for sure. Sister Switch in the city. Yeah, I think it's Sister Swap something in the city. So then basically... It's going to be from Meg's point of view. So then Meg is probably going to be getting phone calls from Jennifer saying, well, you know, right. the popcorn machine burned down and shit like that. Yeah. And I, I yeah. bet we'll see certain scenes repeated and blah, blah, blah. Like, we'll, we'll probably see some overlap with this movie. You know what this reminds me of, though, in a weird way. Remember Lori, who we had on, who she had the Hallmark play, yeah. the immersive Hallmark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And basically... Um, it was basically more than one plot was going on in a different room. It kind of reminds me of that in a weird sort of a way. Okay. Because you, whatever, you either went into one room and saw it from one person's point of view, or you went to the other room and saw it from the other person's point of view. Yeah. And it's kind of like the same thing. I like that as a concept. I really do. Yeah. Now, if it was twins, it would would be a different movie. Yeah. Well, maybe they'll Here do one this. next year with twins. Fingers crossed. Actual twins. Yeah. Yeah. You could bring back that the 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 guy that was in Melrose Place. Remember he had a, he had a twin. You know what I'm talking about? Who? Peter Burns. Nah. Who's the guy? He was in. Uh, uh, one of them was in Mallrats. I'm talking about. Who was in Mallrats? Hold on. I'll look it up. Mallrats. Okay, it was okay. Jeremy London, and then he had a twin, Jason London. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, we watched yeah, the yeah, twin yeah, one yeah. about the uh, chefs. Wasn't that about the chefs? Whatever happened to the? Do you remember the show, uh, the eighty sitcom Double Trouble? Yes, well, those are Katie Segal's sisters. They are. Was it? Yeah, they're much younger than really? her, aren't they? Those are Katie Segal's sisters. Okay, no, that, was a, that was a back in the day. Let me see. Yeah, but no, they're, yeah. they're Katie Seagal's sisters. I'm totally serious. Yeah, I do remember that show. Oh, boy. TV, Double Trouble TV show. Oh, we, they sitcom. could do a twin movie with the Maori sisters. Are we going to have a Christmas one? Now, we know the, li- the Maori sisters are more of a, they're, they're lifetime girls. No, 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 no. Because it, it was, a t- I, for, I forget <clears throat> which one it was, but the Carousel movie last year was one of the Maori sisters, and that was Hallmark. Oh, that was Hallmark? Yeah. So, so here's uh, Double Trouble. It is the Seagal sisters. It was yeah, Jean yeah, and Liz, Jean and Liz Seagal. Yeah, they were in. Uh, okay, Norman Lear was in the show. 
He was because that was back because back then when they were famous, Katie Segal was a harlot mm-hmm. with Bette Midler. Yeah, I knew that. With, oh, no, with, with and it, and the harlots at the time sounds like they were amazing because it was her and Jennifer Lewis and someone else, yeah. which sounds amazing. Okay. Norman Lear wasn't. It says the, the Segal sisters acknowledge that Norman Lear, the Segal family's godfather okay that's interesting oh. was the one who held influence over the show's concept he was their godfather wow. so norman lear is katie seagal's godfather well and that also I, makes it's... sense that he he may have been a producer or something on the show because the the reason that they did um facts of life in different strokes and that in that uh live in front of a studio audience is that uh even though norman didn't create those shows he was at that point running a studio that own those shows so like they they were under his purview even though he wasn't involved in the uh, day-to-day creative and he probably also produced double trouble uh-huh. i'm just looking to see if katie seagal oh yeah i have to do some more uh, research but hey i think like norman lear was my godfather that would have yeah. worked out well because i think in katie seagal's family i've heard there were a lot of kids in katie seagal's family like it's a large family Clearly. But I do think it's interesting that, like, so early on, they were the famous ones, and then things switched, and then Katie Seagal became the famous Well, that's one. like the Olsen twins and Elizabeth Olsen. Right. Or, like, yeah. baby Jane Hudson and her sister. But I bet those Olsen twins still have more money. Which, who are you talking about? Whatever happened to baby Jane, that's basically what happened in Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. One of them was famous, and then the shit turned around, and Baby Jane couldn't handle it. Yeah, I went to see that movie, like a revival. Oh, whatever happened to Baby Jane? Revival night, yeah. <laughs> that is true with the Olsons. Like, like now Elizabeth Olsen's like the famous one, and then her sisters are like, we're billionaires. We don't have to. Yeah, they've got more money. Yeah. They've got more money than her. She's not making as, as much on WandaVision as they made and all the stuff they were doing back in the day. Right. Like, we're we're billionaires. Get to work, Elizabeth. I didn't even really like WandaVision. It was all right. <gasps> How dare you? <laughs> I'm sorry. How? Everybody on Facebook is like, it's like the, the greatest thing ever. I didn't dare think it was the greatest you. thing ever, but I think like once they got to where they were going with it, it they, they stuck the landing i thought it was really good but i think i feel like it, they kind of spun their wheels for a few episodes that they we didn't need to see that many flashbacks to, of other shows see, i didn't watch it in real time i waited until it was all done and i binged it so i think by binging it i had a different experience with it that's possible but that's what people said like like uh, you, have to, you, have to, you have to hang in there and it just it didn't really I wasn't, just wasn't into it. And then I was going through something at the time, so it was a whole deeper level of things. That played into Ooh. it. Oh, okay. okay. I'll tell you when we. I, I don't want to bum the. I don't want to bum our listeners out. Right. Okay. <laughs> but 
If you want to get a hold of me, you can find me on my website, lesworkandallbarrett.com. Where can they find you, Jason? They Well, first of all, they can leave a uh, five-star review for us, please, on whatever podcasting platform you uh, listen to us on. We have been getting uh, some more listeners. We've had a lot more people liking us on Facebook, so I know people yes. are finding cool. the show, which is really nice. Uh, you could find us all on uh, Facebook and Instagram at Lifetime of Hallmark Podcast. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Big Shot. Jason Kurt. Oh, I am going to be on the Shelf Shedding Movie Podcast again. I've been on it for oh. a long time, and I've been asked to be on it again, so that'll be good. So I'll fit that in sometimes. So I'll keep everybody up to date with that. And that's it. I'm at, still at uh, KurtFitzpatrick.com, but I haven't updated in a while, but it's there. Great. And now I'm looking forward, now I can't believe I'm looking forward to Sunday so I can watch the next part of this movie so that I can kind of, you know, put it all together. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, I'm like, like, now I'm like, God, now I want to watch it. Even though there's no twins in it. Well, we don't know. We haven't seen the other side. Like, there might be twins that work in the kitchen. We don't know. True. True. Hmm. Well, I guess we'll have to find out. So, and until next time, bye. Bye. Bye.